The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. This is your first time here. Head over to FightfulWrestling.com. Get all of your wrestling news absolutely free. We have podcasts, photos, videos. Click that exclusives tab over at FightfulWrestling.com. Or when you click the wrestling section, you're going to see a ton of stuff that you all don't find anywhere else. We have really emerged over the last two, or really our first two years, as one of the prime news sources in uh, professional wrestling. I'm very proud of that. The same goes for MMA and boxing, too. So if you want to check out some stuff on those side of things, of course, FightfulMMA.com as well. Check it out. We have our premium service, FightfulSelect.com. There's some of you who want a bunch of extra shows. I review NXT, 205 Live, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground. I talk about the exclusive in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Q&A shows, retro reviews, lots of great stuff over there. If you all want to preview the FightfulSelect.com service, I have a full playlist on the Fightful YouTube that is only uh, preview content, absolutely free. Check it out. Coming up, uh, I think it's early next week, we have ECW Hardcore Heaven 1995 review. Man, that was a pile. It was a terrible show, and it was a blast to review with Mr. Warren Hayes. But uh, I'm going to unlock one of those reviews, I think, pretty soon. Let you all have a glance at that. My uh, match ratings for Great American Bash 96 will be out, which we did a review of as well. Lots of great stuff. Before I introduce my co-host, this show brought to you by omg.com. Our world has become flooded with processed, genetically modified foods. However, natural organic foods are by far the best options for optimal nutrition. Ghee is a superfood, according to many top nutritionists and athletes, because of its high healthy fat content. Their ghee is made of 100% organic essential fats, free of additives, preservatives, chemicals, and flavor enhancers. It is 100% pure, wholesome food. It's got your omega-3s, your omega-9s, vitamin A, D, E, and K. Fights off free radicals. My God, I use it to cook any time that I fry anything in a pan. I'm using ghee. It's well worth it. Last quite a while. OMG.com. Go check them out. Also, they're on Instagram and they're on Twitter over at uh, OMG Butter. So let them know you heard about them from us. Even if you're just checking out their product, let them know that you heard about them from Fightful. Woo! All those plugs. And now we got one, Alex Palowski, who it was announced today will be replacing Mr. Jeff Hawkins on the post SmackDown shows as Jeff is taking a very cushy new day job that will prevent him from doing the SmackDown shows in the future. We will get Jeff involved uh, some other way, but it's we're, we're going to be bidding Mr. Hawkins adieu on Tuesday nights. Yeah, it's, it's the end of an era. I mean, uh, he's been here since the beginning. Uh, and that's uh, it's it's interesting, you know. Everyone kind of there's the there's an ebb and flow, and uh, you know, say la vie, que sera, sera, what what whatever you know, sunrise, uh, yeah, whatever. 
sunset. Uh, it, but no, it'll be a lot of fun because um, SmackDown has the potential to be something really special. It's been like good if lately. They're, if they're if they're given Rusev title shots, <laughs> like this is the kind of show I want to be watching. Even if the, he has no prayer of winning it, um, and they're just doing it to like you know appease us. Fine, consider me appeased. Yes. Uh, I definitely, even before we get to tomorrow's show, I want to thank Jeff. He has been here since the beginning, a two-year run as our co-host on the SmackDown Post Show. When I started these, I wanted the two guys from Shake Them Ropes, Rob McCarron, who was with me at an old site, and Jeff. And pretty early on, I was able to find Alex's, uh, Rob's replacement, and that stuck. And uh, it seemed natural to at least ease the pain for Alex because we tease him about not being able to cover SmackDown for a while, sure. and he managed to skip over 2017. I did. I managed to not, to not get, get my, my hands dirty during yes. the Jinder era. The Jinder Mahal era. And now since you are forced to cover the Jinder era on yeah. Raw, which, to be honest, hasn't been that bad. No, it hasn't been t- that bad. Tonight, tonight it was limited to a cameo backstage. That's it. I'll hit you guys with some programming notes right now. Uh, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast will go up on Wednesday night. I did do a Q&A show for free as a preview of Fightful Select last week. I'm going to answer more questions on this week's Weekender as a make good. For those of you asking about a UFC Singapore post show, we're covering that on Tuesday's Holy Smokes MMA podcast. we got a lot to talk about on that show. Make sure you all check it out. Rashad Evans retired. There's just a lot to go over, including the landscape of media. Gerald Harris is going to be on the show. Pros picks, lots of fun. It's time to talk WWE Raw, but we we might as well kick it off with what they kicked it off with. A nice graphic uh, honoring that of Vader. I would have loved a video package, but, you know, the guy really, uh, in all honesty, he hasn't been with him in 20 years, so. Yeah. That, that's understandable. Plus, he, he will get one when he's in the Hall of Fame. The thing is, he should have been in the Hall of Fame already. The last couple of years of Vader's life were sad to see because, you know, a lot of people, quite frankly, didn't believe his health problems that he had. It was a man speaking out about how fearful he was of losing his life and yeah. what he wanted done before he lost his life. And I feel really, really badly that he didn't get that. Uh, Alex, it's been, we, we haven't spoken to you since right. the passing of Vader. Your memories of Vader. Well, gosh, you know, like it was one of those things I kind of missed him originally. Like I wasn't watching at the time he was doing stuff. And then when I got the network, the first thing that I went back and did was like, watch all some old stuff of, of that era. His, his heyday, man, that guy was something special. Like, I mean, just, just enormous. Just, I mean, he was just, just enormous. The, the mask was always freaking, was always freaky. Not to mention that ridiculous shoulder pad elephant demon thing he wore down the ramp, you know, back in WCW. Uh, he had, he had great matches with, with Flair and Sting. Like he, he made Sting. He made Sting. Yes, he did. That's like, I think he really did. As a like, super baby face, honestly, you can say all you want about the Ric Flair stuff. That feud, as a kid, when I saw that, I knew that I was never going to turn away from wrestling again. I knew it. There's no way. I mean, 
look, I mean, I look at back on it now. I, I, I believe this. There's no way Sting gets to the point where they're like, yeah, we're going to have you become the crow and hang out in the rafters and be the sworn enemy of the coolest thing in wrestling, ANWO. We're going to make that a thing. He never gets to the point where he can be that unless he is as Surfer Sting, the nemesis of the most fearsome guy in wrestling, which was Vader at the time. I mean, I fully is- believe that to a much different degree. I think that Vader to Sting was what Braun was to Roman Reigns. It, yeah. I, I mean, Sting did great stuff with a lot of other people. Roman Reigns has done some great stuff with other people too. But man, there was a guy. There was finally a guy that made this big badass son of a bitch and Sting look sympathetic. There, there's a, there's a lot of stuff like what would Braun have been if he had been around in that era, and the answer is Vader. They would have they would have absolutely booked Braun as Vader, and I mean, like, imagine a guy that that athletic, that big back then, like when guys weren't doing anything like that, like how how fast Braun is, all that kind of stuff. But he, there's no way they would have been like, hey, you know what you should do? Be like half of a comedy character, be kind of a tweener. Like people love watching you break stuff, so we're gonna let them cheer for you. No, no, no. They would have just made him into an absolute monster. He would have like he would have he would have eaten things, you know, like it, it would have been crazy. So uh yeah, Vader was was great, really great. And um uh it didn't didn't have the impact in WWE when he came over that he did in WCW. And maybe that's why it's kind of like we know he was great, but he wasn't under our roof great. So it, yeah. it's not hasn't been a, a big of a thing. If he had the career for WWE that he had for WCW after his passing, I feel like there would have been a much bigger deal made of it. Guys, if you're watching live on YouTube, please share the link. Let people know about us. We're still growing as a website just under two years in thumbs us up. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, player FM, iHeartRadio, all over the place, but just let people know about us. Let people know that you like us. That goes so far. I can't even tell you how important it is. Opening segment, Kurt Angle and Constable Corbin come out. And Constable Corgan, Corbin makes uh, JoJo give him a custom intro. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley both interrupt. And Bobby Lashley says that Reigns need to move on from Brock Lesnar because he's had three years to beat Lesnar and hasn't been able to do it. I thought this was an outstanding line after the utter a duty that Bobby Lashley has been given over the past couple of months, Mm -hmm. that echoed something that many fans believe. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great touch. Yeah. What would you think of this this initial interaction between these two? So far, at this point, to the point where we left off, uh, I'm totally down for it. I love Baron Corbin demanding, like giving like a specific thing. Stephanie McMahon's personally appointed constable, I think it's like, that's fantastic. Uh, he's he's really great, even if he does look like a, a waiter at TJ Fridays um, or bartender. Put us closer, bartender. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, I, I do love how like clockwork appears now every week. Kurt Angle's going to come out to make an announcement, and before he can say word one, it's just do 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 do. Uh, and like, okay, great. Uh, that's fine. Uh, and then Lashley comes out and that's cool. Uh, I like, I like this Lashley. This is the guy I thought we were getting when he showed up. I said that last week. 
This is the guy, the guy who comes in and he finds the biggest dude in the yard and punches him right in the mouth and says, I'm, I'm battered than you are. Let's, you know, and I, I think that's the guy we should have gotten instead of like, gosh, you know, you know what I love my sisters. That was terrible. Uh, and this is so much better. Maybe the bar has been set so low, but he's, this is so much better than what they were doing before. I rather enjoyed Raw tonight. I thought it was a fun show. Until the main event, there were no great matches or anything, but there was. I enjoyed the show. At no point during Bobby Lashley's WWE run this go-around have I been more interested. Same said for Bailey. Same said for Baron Corbin. And that's three people who really, really, really needed that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to issue my biggest problem with this show. It was Roman Reigns, and I give this guy a lot of slack, a a lot of freedom, because, I mean, he's a good worker. They could do a lot worse, I'll say that. And I've seen them do much worse than Roman Reigns. Whoever fed him the line where he said, oh, you mean move on like you did 10 years ago, Bobby? Is that something you really want to get people digging into? Why Bobby Lashley left 10 years ago? Because it wasn't a great reason. It wasn't it wasn't so smooth. He had some issues with some people backstage and justifiably so. So I, I don't know if you as a company want to get people digging into why that happened. So then, yeah, it, then it, he says, You wanted to be the next big thing in MMA. How'd that work out for you? And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. Pretty good, it, actually. Pretty good. Is he somehow implying that Bobby Lashley's MMA run was a failure? Because let me tell you guys, I'm pretty well goddamn versed in MMA, and I've covered it for a really long time. Bobby Lashley did not reach the successes of a Brock Lesnar. He never made it to the UFC, and and I don't know if he ever had negotiations with the UFC. The man went 15 and two as a heavyweight, and some some people would just say, "Oh well, man, he probably fought scrubs. He fought scrubs." He didn't fight the greatest guys, but he fought at heavyweight. It is, you can't go 15 and two on accident as a heavyweight. <laughs> you're you're going to get knocked out by a scrub yeah. or two. Oh, yeah. by the way, Bobby Lashley never got knocked out. He never got submitted. He had one TKO loss in a fight that got stood up when he had a guy mounted. And then when they went and checked on a cut, he got stood up from another mount and they didn't give him the position back, and it was eventually a doctor stoppage. The other was a decision. His fights weren't that outstanding or anything, but the guy made millions of dollars fighting in MMA. So for that to be implied that he was like some sort of failure is weird. Was he a, a, a top 20, top 30 heavyweight even? No, I don't believe so. I really don't. He was a nice attraction for Bellator, for Strike Force, I think maybe for Super Fight League. But his run was just fine. There was nothing to be ashamed of in his entire MMA run. 15 and 2 millions yeah, of a, dollars. That's a pretty good winning percentage. Um uh th- this is the thing that I didn't like is it was like they're forcing Reigns to be like the fan guy like you know, you know what I think is the most important thing in the world? The WWE Universe. And I would never, ever leave them for any reason because I love each and every one of them so much. 
Why did you leave, Bobby Lashley? Is it because you don't love the WWE universe? That's what I hear when I hear him say stuff like that. It's so transparent and stupid. You went to a corner, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's then Bobby Lashley uncorks an equally infuriating line. I'm the only one with the legit skills in this ring to beat Brock Lesnar. I'm like, what? It's it's not real. Yeah. Within this world, every all kinds of people have the legit skills to beat him. Mm-hmm. Within that world, right. so you go from one extreme to Roman Reigns to the other extreme from Bobby Lashley. Right. I was like, son of a bitch, guys. Yep. Like this is it was very 2000 WCW ish to me. It's like oh we. Oh, we don't talk about his MMA record on the air, but we did this time. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, it, it also like you're right. Um, anybody can beat anybody as long as somebody tells them they're winning. You know, you know who you know who has in this world. You know who also has the legit skills to beat Brock Lesnar as long as the brass says that's what's happening. Alexa Bliss. Like everybody has the legit skills because there are no such thing as legit skills because it ain't a shoot fight. So, um, I mean, would I like to see Bobby Lashley versus uh, Brock Lesnar in an MMA ring? That'd be kind of fun. But guess what? That's not what this is. That's not what this is. Um, uh, Would I like to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar instead of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again? Yes. There's a lot of people I'd rather see versus Brock Lesnar than Roman Reigns again. You know, so I don't know. This was all a weird thing. The, the main thing about this whole thing is the idea for me, you know, when Kurt Angle comes out and says, well, Paul Heyman had a lengthy post on social media. So that multi-man match I brought up last week is not happening anymore. Like, is that really how you guys operate? I mean, I know it's not. So was that, what is the, what is this an actual excuse for? I mean, is this all part of the storyline or is there another reason why you're doing this? Whatever. Um, because, boo, I wanted an, an all-time-man match at, at, at Extreme Rules featuring the likes of Reigns, Bobby Lashley, probably Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, one of those guys. All those people. Put them all in there. Do it. Still being advertised locally, by the way, is that match. So who knows what they're going to do with it? I mean, this this also reeks of man. July fifteenth is a lot further away than we thought, and we only have like one thing left to do. So we're going to stop this. Then next week we're going to bring it back, but but tentatively, like it's just weird stuff that they do when they don't have any ideas. Well, I know. I mean, what I've always said is what I've always been told, and that's uh, Brock Lesnar has one match obligated left and assuming it's going to be at SummerSlam. Assuming I'm not reporting that, but that's what I've always assumed is SummerSlam. That's what all the people that I have spoken to all along have assumed as well. So I guess we'll find out, but yeah, that man that sat really badly with me, those weird, a lot of this promo did. I mean, the one thing that did was that, that I liked was Lashley saying, You've had your chances. Everybody mm-hmm. knows you're at, you had your chances. And maybe Brock would come back if he could fight somebody else because shit's getting old. Yeah. yeah. Revival come out. They want another crack at things because they didn't think the two egos could overcome them. The match is made. And the Revival win, Alex. 
Your boys. My boys. My boys. Um, this, this, this is what it sh- honestly what it should be. When you have a, a legitimately fantastic tag team who should be booked a lot better than they have been on the main roster against two um, single stars who don't tag often, at least Roman hasn't been, um, who can't quite get on the same page, the good tag team should beat them every time. So I'm glad that they did it this way. Uh, however, um, I mean, if this is what they're doing to like maybe nudge the revival in the direction of being not a joke, cool. But I have a, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion there's going to be a rubber match next week of some kind, and 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 they're not going to come out on top in that one. They'll be losing to the B team in no time. Have they already? Did they already get beat by the B team? Oh well, they they lost in the in the battle royal, which um, yeah, fair. Yeah, so. so I rather enjoyed the match. I loved the finish where Lashley was setting up for the spear, and then Reigns tagged in. Mm-hmm. He took the spear, and Lashley backed off. He said, "All right, man, here you go, take it." And the better team collectively rolled up Roman Reigns, got the pin. The crowd went nuts for it too. Yep. That's yep. promising. That's a good yes. thing. Yes. That that would be that'll be good. Uh, it, it 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 is it is one of my least favorite tropes of. Um, you guys are feuding. Let's make you tag together. I wonder what will happen. I <laughs> I, I I never I never like when they do that. Um, however, this this is becomes now like to me by the end of the night, we'll find out that Roman Reigns has a lot of guys who want to get on his dance card. Um, which is interesting to me because you know new possibilities. Guys to face Roman Reigns could be could be good matches, um, but I've also watched this thing and I go, listen, listen, this is a man that we've seen stand up while in the accolade with a chain through his mouth, and you're telling me he can't fight out of a Dash Wilder headlock? Like it's just it's one of those things where once you've established this guy is invincible, then you can't you you can't have a guy who I'm pretty sure. On on WWE 2K, he's like ranked 70. You know what I mean? You can't have that guy dominate him in the ring, even if you even if you need to, because it's good story for the match. You got to figure out other ways of getting around that. Um, Sean it, O'Hare was rated like 67. <laughs> I was like, now come on, he's been off TV for a year, but damn. By the way, my <laughs> next off my next long form feature is going to be about Sean O'Hare. No timetable for that. I've had to apply my attention elsewhere but uh yeah that is coming eventually i'm hoping this year i'll have a long form feature on sean o'hare if i can talk to some people about it but little preview for ewans also uh afterwards bobby lashley not happy in the ring really he's like kind of going off roman reigns why does his music hit why is he posing the hell he's like i told him i didn't get pinned <laughs> okay. All right, Bobby. Yeah. B team clown the leader of worlds again on the screen. Bo Dallas uh saying that they'll walk into the beehive. They choke on the smoke. I love that they have the digital lantern. And yes. I'm gonna be quite honest with you, I don't notice it until they blow it and it doesn't go out. Yeah. <laughs> I never notice it. Well, you know, I mean 
Bray Wyatt has had the digital lantern this entire time. He just turns it off whenever he blows. So, you know. It shows you how little I pay attention to at least that. That's how much I had tuned out Bray Wyatt. I did say, uh, as long as everyone uh, doesn't have to send me tweets, yes, I did say, whenever Bray Wyatt blows. Mm. Which, for a couple of years there, was constantly. (laughs) It sure was. Axel reverses a superplex on Matt Hardy and gets a win real quickly. I mean, like, real quickly. And Matt Hardy took a bit of a nasty tumble here. I I thought that was weird. I thought it was an audible at first. That looked legit because it looked like they were trying to do that thing, but then it almost looked like he DDT'd Curtis Axel in that weird, like, modified suplex into crossbody thing. I, I did. I honestly was wondering, like, if the if the if the camera shot didn't show the ref throwing up the X, like that was it was so odd and so fast and didn't make. Although I do love where this is apparently headed, because the fact that Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy applaud for them and seem genuinely happy for their victory. Please, can we get a broken universe full on faction? With Bo Dallas and and, and I, want, I, I know they're they're pushing within WWE to get a compound match with these two, to get so a Hardy good. compound, Wyatt compound, whatever the hell compound match. So I know it's being talked about right now. Ooh, I hope it happens. Ooh, I hope it happens. So this was nasty looking. The leader of Worlds Intimidate B team. They run off after, and uh, we got this coming up at Extreme Rules. Thus far, just a normal match. Really think they should just go ahead and do the compound thing. I know what WWE thinks. Oh, we got to build the compound. No. No, you do so much shit that doesn't make sense. Just go ahead and do this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's so great. Uh, tonight, Last week and tonight with, with uh, the impersonation stuff, you've already done that. That's good. Next week, you can do something else that builds to it. And then you have one more for the go-home that can build directly into the compound match. You're, it's already here. You can just you can just do it. You can you can you can do it. Um, I, I do think isn't it like it's going to be like six weeks between when they won the battle royal to become number one contenders to oh, yeah. extreme rules when they finally get their 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 title match. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I remember once upon a time, Edge and Christian. One like a, a number one contenders match, and I thought like two months ago they just forgot about it, and then they they beat the acolytes for the titles. I'm going to see how long that was, but it's not unprecedented. Cheap plugs, you guys. I have the raw script up on Fightful Select for subscribers. I also have early access to Scarlett Harris's article comparing Glow Season Two stars to WWE stars, as well as the video that goes with that. I'm going to give give a or at least try out, going to produce some new things. Also, um, I have a preview of Enhancement Stories, which is a new, essentially, pilot article that I'm working on where I talk to wrestlers that would later become more famous wrestlers, but their experiences as an enhancement talent. The first one up is going to be Gangrel, who I didn't realize worked like 40 matches as an enhancement guy. Hmm. including one, get this, Alex, in like 1988 against the big boss man. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I found out all kinds of stuff there. 
that's going to be something that I, that I dig into. Just do a little something different. Of course, you can get early access to making a finisher, which hasn't even started yet. Wikipedia fact check. Lots of cool stuff like that over at FightfulSelect.com. Authors of Pain are back. They push a stagehand backstage, and Titus Worldwide confront them and ask to show the, res- uh, to show the rest of the roster and the employees some respect. Authors of Pain are not interested. These are some spectacular jobbers. Yep. Capitalizing off that FIFA World Cup, yeah? Yeah, that. That'll be yes. Yes. Um, okay. I don't know why I found it so <laughs> not triggering. It was just a weird thing to me. Well, you like, know, if it's you, you, you have going the, you have these two guys who are obviously Hispanic. You're doing the show in San Diego, so um, and they're wearing the colors of the Mexican flag, and yeah. you choose to name them Rich and Rex Gibson. Like you could have called them <laughs> a lot of different things. Don't use their real names. We call them the Gomez brothers, and you're done. Like that's that's quick. It's easy. But like, would, were you worried about offending the Latino viewer viewers who might be like, oh well, now you're piling on considering stuff. Like, I mean, I I, I just it just it was a weird like. You chose to make that a joke, and I don't know why you chose. It to was make it pretty a joke. transparent what they were doing, at least in that regard. Yeah, I think I think it was pretty obvious. But they get killed. Razor front slams one on the apron, and then Acom does a Death Valley driver, which I'm pretty sure he will not be doing again into the nope. bottom rope. Nope. And nope. then they follow that up. With a clothesline slash side Russian leg sweep. Mm-hmm. Not a finish that I would call for those two guys. I've said it from the beginning. That's a shit finish, my man. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, there's a lot of different things you could do with guys that big. Uh, I do love uh, that they were like, hey, uh, here's this weird sponsored video package for uh, the Authors of Pain uh, from their two matches they had back in April after they got called up. (laughs) Just to remind you these dudes exist because we forgot about it. And in that video package, you were like, these are two men hovering around the 300-pound mark. And then later in the match, they said, uh, I forget which one they said, but he's like, he goes about six foot three, 250. Like, 250 is not hovering around the 300-pound mark. Also, hovering um, around the he's hovering team. well over 250, by the yeah. way. Don't, so don't that's do that. really weird for them don't to say that. that. Just, hey, congratulations to our friends over at uh, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. They hit 100,000 subscribers this week. Go check out their stuff. They do a lot of great work with us. Titus Worldwide come down and run AOP off after a beatdown. I did love that Razor was using a half Nelson which clears the arm and allowed him to throw knees into the sternum of one of the one of the Gibson boys. Uh-huh. Why would AOP back down from Titus Worldwide? Is it oh. uh, said somebody speculate? Well, they didn't respect them enough to fight yeah. them. And I was like, okay, but they just fought the Gibsons. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's stupid. And yes, uh, I I was like I said. How long has it been since we've seen these guys on Raw? It feels like months, right? Like not not like 
six weeks, but literally over two months. April 30th. Mm-hmm. That's a long-ass time. And they've had two matches on main event since then. But, like, April 30th? Like, you, you brought up these guys to have them wrestle jobbers for three weeks and then nothing? And now they get a feud, a hot, hot feud with Titus Worldwide. Um, I, I think they should give whatever that the, the last chapter to Dana Brooke within this feud. Just oh, because, man. just to make them extra dastardly. Come on, like, let put these guys where they belong. Like, you already have, you have, you have Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, you know, having a fun little comedy feud with the B, with, with the B team. When you- the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You also have the Revival and Authors of Pain in your tag division. Those guys are better tag teams. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing to me that like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've always thought it was weird when you have legitimately great tag teams, but keep them conveniently out of the tag picture because. Well, they, they do that with a lot of people like Ty Dillinger when he was on TV was really over. And you'll have people that say, well, it's just the chat. Doesn't matter. He got a reaction, got a right. reaction. And because of that, they would keep him off TV because they didn't have anything for him and they didn't want to beat him. Right. But they didn't want to get creative enough to have something for him. And then they just never did. And yeah. still, he's barely on TV. Yep. Well, okay. So how does that make any damn sense? It doesn't. Yes, it's, it's not even an over thing. It's a, you have former champs from NXT that you've brought up to yeah. not do anything with. It's a, it's a weird thing. Like, I love Ty Dillinger in NXT, and I thought he should have gotten at least a title shot. When Bobby Roode had had the championship, um, but you brought him up, and everyone knew he was kind of like you know he's the ten guy, and everybody loves him. But we weren't really expecting him to like be catapulted to the main event scene, um, as opposed to the main event of the tag picture on Raw. Yeah, I think they deserve that. Glad to see him back. Uh, the authors of pain that is. I forgot if I'm supposed to be like confused about Mickey and Alexis friendship or. I think that they, they expect you to have forgotten all about how it was like elimination chamber. Mickey was total baby face. Um, and then the next day on raw, she was a, a heel and yeah. no, nobody ever explained it. Um, and I think a lot of that is like, we'll, we'll see later in the tonight, the way that, that, Vince views face to heel and vice versa transformations for men and women is completely different. He thinks yeah. women can just change their mind on a whim and we never even have to explain it. Whereas men need to, over the course of many weeks, brood over it before anything actually happens. I think that's... <laughs> Jesus. So... Alexa comes out, cuts a promo on Ronda Rousey. I did like the line where she said, I'm really glad that Ronda knows how to count backwards from 30. (laughs) That was good. But now, instead of 
Natalia's a heart. Her new go-to line is, my training partner, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I'm like, all right. All right. They cut promos on Nia Jax as well, and they try to stop the the what chance, although a little less eloquently than prior because she stumbled a little bit. Natalia uh, gets her match, and this was – it wasn't much of a match. I mean, it was mm. pretty basic stuff, although I did love the play with the guillotine choke, which Natalia ducked her hand under, turned into a Michinoku driver, loved it. It was the highlight of this match. The lack of direction for Nia and Mickey with Alexa Bliss as the centerpiece of that lack of direction is a little bit frustrating, especially considering both of them turn so often. That can be a little annoying. My question is, if that goddamn punch of Alexa's is so damaging, why isn't she throwing that all the time? It's the same same reason why Big Show didn't use the not KO punch as the first move in any match. Like, I mean, he did for a while. Yeah. He was walked down there and knocked somebody out. But then he was actually wrestling whole matches and then pulling it out. The, like, just do that. Just do that instead. There was, a, there was a, like, Big Show would, like, have the guy in the corner and they'd do the big, like, open hand slap across the chest. Yes. Where he could have just punched him and ended the match, but he didn't. Like, it's just, it's, it's because, because wrestling. Because wrestling. That's why. It's weird to me, man. It really is. I don't like it. But I, he, it's it's those things you have to accept or else stop watching WWE. Like it's it's I don't I don't like it either. But it's just like oh god, I guess I gotta gotta grin my grin and grin and bear it. So one of my things, like it makes more sense to me. The funny thing is, since they've reallowed or not reallowed, they've allowed closed fist punches in pro wrestling. They kind of did away with it quietly. Like I think. 10, 15 years ago or whatever, it makes more sense than ever for that to be banned. Because in 1991, you didn't have UFC fighters knocking each other out on and appearing on Sports Center and highlights and all this stuff. Now you do. People see the consequence of a clo- closed fist. That's why you do a chop. Mm-hmm. It, that's why you open up the hand. And Alexa distracting a ref and cracking somebody with a closed fist punch. That's a heel thing to do. That's why that's why that should be so effective. Although I'm glad she makes people sell it, at least make people sell for something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing to have Alexa, Alexa Bliss be the one who does that. I mean, I guess Lacey Evans is playing with that now in NXT. She calls it the women's right, which I love is the name of the move. And that's funny. Um, it's weird to have Alexa Bless be the one who's like, I'm going to hit you with a closed fist and you're down for the count because she gets so much power behind the punch, I guess. Uh, what? It's a, she can throw a hell of a work punch. She really it's can. Looking, it looks great, but she's got 80 pounds behind it. That's true. Uh, there are just some people who their stuff looks better because they ask people to bump off of it. There's that. That's true. Road Dog said that he would always at the at, – the end of his punch combo, he would ask people to bump for it. If they mm-hmm. wouldn't, then he wouldn't do it. He would right. make sure they reversed it or whatever. Uh, legendary Nikki Haru Belasawa and her forearm. Yeah. Looks dangerous because she makes it look dangerous. So more power to Alexa for that. But from a WWE perspective, I'm I'm going back to the banning closed fists. Otherwise, I don't know why the hell people are chopping each other so much. Nia grabs Alexa's foot, and Natalia gets a submission for the win. We also got a quick match with the Riot Squad and Sasha Banks. 
Why did they show photos of the Bailey Sasha encounter instead of video? I don't know. That they own the footage. It's not held yeah. behind a pay-per-view wall. It was on yeah, last week's no. show. Weird. Bailey is shown talking to a returning Alicia Fox. That was unceremonious. Yeah. Uh, and, and she didn't even get a match. <laughs> like, it'd be nice to have her back. You know, I mean, I, I like I think she's she's just really good work. She's fun when she's when she's bubbly, and when she's when she's crazy crazy nuts, she's she's even more fun. Riot Squad are tearing up cameras and shit that are taking pictures of Jinder Mahal. He remains calm. I thought this was a good way to develop whatever it is you're developing with Jinder yeah. <laughs> and get him on the show without him having to wrestle. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Amber Moon, so smooth, so, so smooth. By the way, Kurt Angle approaches Bailey. Says that she has to team with Sasha again. Bailey is not happy about it. Yeah, and they, they they showed him him doing this basic same thing to Sasha Banks, but with no sound. Like it was you know Cole talking over it. Yes. Uh, the, the thing about this that I don't understand is Kurt Angle's like, okay, now hey, you're too valuable to to Raw's women division. You have to figure out a way to get on the same page. Why? Why can't why? Why can't they not like each other? You have all kinds of people who don't like each other. Like, the Riot Squad isn't like anybody. Like, why Why did, like, I guess in Kurt Angle's mind, if Sasha and Bailey aren't best friends, they cease to exist. Weird, right? It's a weird thing. Like, you have one last chance to get on the same page, or else, what exactly? Or else we get that singles feud we've all been begging for for like a year and a half? Oh please no, Kurt! Please no, don't don't do that. It's, it's like Kurt watched the Rockers break up, but he stopped right before the super <laughs> kick, and he heard what Bobby Heenan said. See, one without the other is just no good. And then he's like, "You know what? Mm-hmm. I agree. They yes. can't. They gotta be friends. Right. Be friends." Yeah, didn't work out. Ember Moon smooth. She worked really well with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan looked really good in this match too. Mm-hmm. Her nice hurricane run to the outside, the the matrix move. Ember killed Logan outside. Ruby Riot rolls up Sasha Banks, and without hesitation, the highlight of Bailey's run in WWE, save maybe that WrestleMania match, she just instinctively kicks the living shit out of Sasha Banks. No hesitation, and really just kept it going. Stomps a mud hole in her, gets a great reaction, seems really at home beating Sasha Banks' ass, yep. including that sling to the floor. Yeah. That was re- this was a great beatdown. This this was cathartic for not only Bailey, but for a lot of us who've been waiting for her to have something, anything to do but just be generic, you know, um accompanied to the ring by Bailey, uh Wacky weight waving arm flailing tube men because that's basically what it feels like. It feels like she's not even the star of her entrance. It's these things. Uh, she's she doesn't have a lot to do, and a lot of that is 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 from them. They're terrible booking. Like I'll the 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 kendo stick on a pole match, unforgivable, unforgivable. What it did to her and any sense of momentum she might have had. Um, this is a new chapter for her. Um. I um, I'm interested in this, in seeing uh, where this goes. If this this does not feel as though as a it is a straight up heel turn, it feels like justified. Sasha has been 
you know, on the wrong side of things for a long time, over and over and over again. And Bailey's always the one to forgive and forget. So I, I like that, that this is this is her Sasha finally getting her comeuppance. I did not like what what they did with this afterwards, though, with the Kurt Angle thing. Did not like that. Yeah, we're about to talk about that. Sasha's shown in the trainer's room. She's beaten up. So Kurt Angle tells Bailey that she has to go to counseling next week or she's fired. Last week, I had people explaining to me that the reason the Riot Squad weren't punished. Now, I'm talking within storyline. I like shit that I watch to make sense, guys. I like it to make sense and be consistent. And I don't like to use the excuse, well, it's wrestling. I don't like that. I want a good, compelling show that makes sense. And it ain't that hard. But I had people saying, well, the Riot Squad don't get punished for coming and tearing up people's shit all week because Ronda Rousey beat up the the GM, and that's why she got suspended. Okay, well, go to your job and tear some shit up and let me know if just because somebody else did something worse, how well that works out. Why the hell aren't the Riot Squad in counseling? In fact... I put on Twitter, they should be. Bailey mm-hmm. should be there next week and be like, what are you guys doing here? And they're just like, oh, Kurt makes us come here every week. We tear shit up. Why wouldn't we be here? Just casually. Yeah. We smashed one of the writer's laptops, and that's why the scripts haven't been good. Um, so, uh, yes, I agree. Um, here's the thing. How many times have we seen friendships dissolve in wrestling among men? And the guy who did the beat who did the beat down never gets sent to counseling. Like yeah. when, when Kevin Owens beat the crap out of Chris Jericho it, it, during the Festival of Friendship, did everybody go, okay, Kevin, you gotta go to counseling next week or you're fired? No, they didn't. This really is this forceful. Is a, I mean, this is a this is this is an extension of the old women, man, they're crazy. Where they get if they get they get a bee in their bonnet, they're like hysterical. Um, it seems I, it seems like a lot of reaching from the character of Kurt Angle's part in this Bailey stuff. Why is he making her be friends with somebody? Here's the thing: it's not like um, the women have a tag division of their own, and Bailey and Sasha are a major part of that of that tag division as a as a cohesive unit. And we need that to make that tag division work. No, if he, were, if he were saying that to Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt right now, yeah, I would, I would get it. He's like, listen, guys, we need you for this tag division. I need right. it to help market this show. Yada yada. No, but just like the thing is, I would much rather watch Bailey versus Sasha than Bailey tag with Sasha against whoever again. Yeah. So backstage, Constable Corbin is making fun of Finn Balor for being short, and Balor makes fun of Corbin's clothes, saying that he looks like he manages a TGI Fridays. Braun Strowman, sh- <laughs> Braun Strowman shows up and wants a shot to make things up to Kevin Owens. I actually, as bad as all of these lines were delivered, I enjoyed this. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Sure. So Kevin Owens later shows up, and his lines are delivered very well. The guy who... Yeah doesn't have English as a first language, delivers his lines better than anybody. Yep. Says that he doesn't buy into Braun being his friend because he runs over KO all the time. They have a match. Strowman and Owens defeated Corbin and Balor via countout. Call me crazy, but I think the constable look all together is better for Baron Corbin. 
all together 100% everything everything he's doing now makes him a vital part of this show and he's he, he's a compelling character now whereas before he was a complete toss in wherever you th- you threw him and it didn't he, he didn't didn't matter and when you saw him he was like oh that guy yeah. this version of him i mean he legitimately looks more like a badass in his in his vest and and button down shirt rolled up where you see part of the tattoos than he ever did wearing his weird biker pants yeah and his t-shirt with a wolf head on it and his terrible like greasy long hair in the back and bald <laughs> in the it didn't never worked it never worked it was even a time remember this in, in nxt i think where they had him come out to the ring wearing like uh wearing a biker vest like an actual like leather vest with like spiky shoulder pads on it and he was like ah, i'm such a badass I'm like no you're trying too hard this guy i feel like this guy if i got a little too you know drunk at the at the bar at the applebee's that guy would toss me out of my ass this this version of him i like i like this guy i i mean, like him I, I like what they're doing with his character ko and braun get on the same page and do a squisher cannonball in stereo I liked seeing the roles switched up a little bit. I yes. want this to happen more. Yeah. You got to shift the paradigm. You have to step outside and do things a little bit differently. There's no reason why uh, Kurt Angle shouldn't say, all right, Ruby, I know you're in this act, but you're going to team with an Ember Moon tonight. Why mm-hmm. does he pair up? Why in storyline would he pair up the heels and the baby faces? Mix it up. Make things interesting. Wasn't there a thing like in WCW? Battle Bowl. Yeah. Bring back Battle Bowl one night a year. In the 95 Survivor Series, they also had the wild card. Yeah. Where? Yes, they did. That was fun. Um, But Battle Bowl was great because it made you feel like it was happening in real time. Like they should bring back Battle Bowl one night a year because that would be a lot of fun to see the crazy stuff they would get up to. Yeah, the 94 or 95 Survivor Series had babyface Ahmed Johnson and Shawn Michaels teaming with heel British Bulldog and Psycho Sid against, <laughs> against heels Dean Douglas, Owen Hart, and Yokozuna with babyface Razor Ramon. I think that's real cool. I think oh, that's You got Dean Douglas and babyface Ahmed Johnson in the same match. That's must-see TV, my friend. Ahmed was... As a kid, fantastic <laughs> oh, yes. to watch. Yeah. Now, horrifying to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. And I like that he came out a couple years ago and he's like, oh, people always wondered why I got so injury prone. I lied to them about how old I was. I was like five years older at the time. <laughs> I was in my early to mid-30s then. Okay. So that makes sense how you couldn't play in the NFL when you were 17, like your age would have added up to. Good job, right. WWE. So (laughs) Braun mows down his opponents outside and wants KO to do the same. And KO gets through Balor, but runs into a close line from Corbin. Beautiful. Great spot. What a good spot. It was so cool to watch Kevin. It was actually heartbreaking to watch Kevin think for a second. Hey, this is pretty cool. I've got a new best friend. Sammy's out for like forever. And I've got a new best friend and he's the biggest dude on the block. This is going to be awesome. And, and you know, we see what happens later. But in the moment where he runs into the clothesline, you could tell, like, 
<laughs> freeze frame. Yep, that's me. Let me tell you about how I got here. I'm Kevin Owens, and nothing ever works out for me. <laughs> Great moment. Great spot. Kevin Owens was the guy to be in that spot. Balor and Baron turn on each other and get counted out. Kevin Owens is pumped and wants to shake Braun's hand, but runs instead because Braun won't do it. Braun gives chase. They end up in what I, you know, I was shocked. I was like, oh yeah, of course it's daylight. They're on the West Coast. Right. That's kind of cool too. Owens is trying to get keys from the valet, but Strowman has them, which gives birth to the line, here are your T's. I hope you have insurance. Because there's your car. Strowman has flipped it, which begged the question from Pat Fannin in our Skype chat. Why did he need the keys? Did he pull it up just to flip it over closer to the ramp? I think the idea was that so so it could be within, you know, easy pan over for the camera to get it. Otherwise, I'm sure it was parked, you know, at the other end of the lot. Braun even gets production already? He is the guy. He's absolutely the guy. Uh, I just I wanted him to be like to be like, so who'd you go with this time? Hurts, Avis. I'm 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 a national man myself, but anyway, whenever they try and upsell me to the large to the SUV, I always tell them no because I like to save a few bucks. Anyway, here's your car. Um, he's he's great, and yet this is the first time I found myself kind of rooting against Braun in a long time because I was like, he just, he just wanted to be your friend, man. And this is my thing is this is again, my thing with this. He, you can't have him carry around this little tiny briefcase the whole time, reminding us how he could just go down to the ring and say, Brock, we have a match next week. This damn thing in this briefcase I'm holding guarantees me that. Like, I, I want them to say now, it used to be, you could just call out your opponent ahead of time, because we've done that in the past. Now you can't anymore. There's because no that's reason a huge why loop. Paul Heyman shouldn't be at Raw, and Braun Strowman shouldn't say, I don't care what kind of hissy fit you throw, this means I get a match, right. and if he doesn't show up, I get the title. Right. That, I mean, that's... Hot dog, man. Why, not, why, are you, why, are you doing, like, why are you doing stunts with cars? When you should be having that belt around your waist, dude. Intercontinental Championship main event. Fantastic. By the way, guys, I post my match ratings uh, the following morning. I've got a match guide that I need to update and post to you all. I start on a scale. Uh, I do a scale of 1 to 10. Starts at 5, slides up and down. has to be offensive for it to go below 5 and slide down. And really, it gets over the hump at 6. And that's what I consider a pretty good match. This one I gave a 7 out of 10. Uh, McIntyre has a haunting presence at ringside as Ziggler and Rollins trade holds. Ziggler has one hell of an elbow drop, and you can tell when he's motivated, and he was motivated tonight. You see a look in his eyes that he that it's like he had 10 years ago or that he had eight years ago or that he had during his, his big run, and I saw that tonight. We get the Bret Hart turnbuckle bump out of Zib- Ziggler, then a double cross body block, Rollins with a sling blade, then clothesline Ziggler to the outside. McIntyre cracks Rollins while the ref isn't looking, and Ziggler blindsides him. McIntyre gets ejected, but is arguing with the ref long enough to distract from a pin. But Rollins takes them both out with a suicide dive. I think you had to get physical with McIntyre to eliminate him there and really to get him fired up enough to come back out later. 
But the revolution knee hits as we come back from commercial. Ziggler gets his foot on the ropes, and it really, really gets going. By the way, guys, I will talk about the No Way Jose Mojo Raleigh thing. I accidentally skipped it over. Oh, come on. (laughs) With good reason. Briefly. Revel, or anyway, Rollins wants an apron bomb, but instead Ziggler hits this sick, thudding DDT on the apron. Rollins is almost counted out. Alex, I love that spot. It's great. Great spot. Uh, good match. Um, looks like they're, they're prolonging this for a while, which I'm into, uh, because these, these two guys can have great matches together. Uh, Ziggler, as much grief as we give this guy, his character having gone stale and never winning the big one ever or whatever. He, he's always a great worker in the ring. You know, always. I love, he's really great at selling. Like he, he had a fantastic feud with the Miz in 2016. I believe it was. That really um, helped. That really, that was hot off the heels of the Daniel Bryan promo yeah, yeah. that solidified that title in my estimation. 100%. I think that feud is why we can have matches like this at the top of Raw right now. Yes. I think Agreed. it's Agreed. People are along for the ride. They care. The wrestling is good. Buckle bomb, super kick, frog splash for two. There are some great teases. Both men's finishes are reversed. Both men hold the tights for pins, which we've seen happen in recent weeks. Ziggler gets his finish for two. And then Rollins was going to win with the Falcon out arrow superplex, which I think is a good thing that they made it look like he was going to win with this because McIntyre broke it up, caused the DQ, pulled the ref out. Roman Reigns comes out. He hit the giant and biggest goddamnedest spear I've ever seen. We've seen Lashley and Moose hit this weird flipping spear. I don't think Reigns meant to. Nope. But he did it, and it looked awesome. But still... This was a component I don't think anything re- anybody was asking for. And to me, it screams the same thing that it always does. Mm-hmm. Have guys that people care about. Let's see if we can get some of that baby face on Roman. Yep. That's how it always feels. Am it I does. That? No, of course not. Um, I'm I'm all for this, this uh, Drew and Dolph versus Seth and Roman. It's going to be good. Uh, deal. Because the tag match is going to be great. The singles matches they throw together are going to be great. It's going to give Drew a really great position to, to show what he can do uh, after being brought up, which is the opposite of what authors of pain are doing. Like, this is a guy who is a former champ from NXT. He's getting put in a marquee position against your marquee dudes. That's great for Drew. I'm happy for him because he deserves it. And... This all becomes null and void if it's if it is what it appears to be, and is just let's try and get Roman over by rubbing some of that great crowd reaction all over him that Seth's going to get. Um, if it does what it should, and it leads to uh, Roman turning on Seth, um, and you get that program, it's it's the it's the best thing in, that we could ask for. Here's the thing. Even though that match is good, that feud, the possibility of Seth versus Roman, babyface Seth versus heel Roman, or at least dark tweener Roman, um, even though it's going to be something great for us to watch because it's going to be really, really good, 
It also will net the WWE approximately $11 billion. Like that is your money stuff right there. It doesn't even need to have a, a, a title attached to it. I mean, it could, but it doesn't need it. You could just, you, those guys could main event real pay-per-views. Like SummerSlam could be Seth versus Roman main eventing with no title on the line. Like it would be a huge deal, especially if you have Dean have to come back and choose a side. There's so many cool stuff you could do with that, with that program. But in the meantime, I'm all for seeing what, what Drew and Seth can do in the ring together and what Drew and Roman can do in the ring together. I'm with you. I'm looking forward to the tag match. Uh, the creative, I don't know, because it reeks of so many things that they've done prior. Yep. So earlier in the night, No Way Jose comes out, and his music had to have played for six goddamn minutes because they had him do his intro, did a commercial, did a Okerlund position segue, and then they kick it to Mojo Raleigh, who says that the conga line doesn't deserve to be there, no, neither does No Way Jose. He then picks on Todd the Cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Who gets the crowd behind him? Cool. Todd is immediately more over than Roman has been in years. I don't know about that, but he's definitely more over than Mojo. That's true. Mojo punches Jose. Uh, Jimmy Van, our founder, seems to think that no way Jose is going to end up driving an Uber in six months. I think he's got a spot as no. live show opener. That's oh, just my what God. he is. He's live show opener. He's a live show opener. He could, uh, you can, you can run a cool th- like. This is what I'm. I was surprised that it has. It wasn't like you could squeeze a third match into every taping of main event where it's just Kurt Hawkins in different disguises in that in that damn conga line trying to get a roll up on Noah Jose and the crowd would pop for it uh, at, at a taping of Raw every time because it'd be a lot of fun, like. This, this, he's, his whole thing is, I know we hate the idea of, gosh, he really loves to have fun as a descriptor for anyone. But it's perfect for No Way Jose. This is your guy who's going to get everybody up and dancing and having fun. That's that's the thing you should do with this guy. I mean, everyone says that it's it's Adam Rose all over again. Like, no, nah, Adam, Adam Rose was subversive. Like, he was like, you know, he was a party guy, but it was a dark tinge yeah. to him. This guy, there's no darkness to him. He's just I a, agree. You know? Guys, thank you for joining us. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. All that stuff really helps. We have the post-Smackdown show this week. We had Lista and your boy, Melissa, knocked it out of the park with her production last week. Our most watched live show ever. Mm. People wanted to see it. They They witnessed the train wreck two weeks ago. We fixed the rails, and they just wanted to see if it, if it even worked. They no. just wanted to see it go down. Seems like a ratings ploy to me. I thought so, too. But you know what, Alex? I'm not above that. <laughs> In fact, I encourage it. I encourage it. I mean, we could... You know, we could come in, come here and shit on everything. That would get our ratings way up. But I, I don't want to do that. I like to handle things a little bit more objectively. Hey, oh, hey, there are people that like that want us to praise everything too. I don't think that's the good way. I think you got to take the good with the bad, enjoy some things, not enjoy the other things. It's a part of it. Let them know what you got going on this week, Alex. 
Uh, not sure yet. There's obviously some crazy stuff that will probably happen uh, along the line, and I'll figure out what I do. I did write a little thing uh, exposing John Cohn for uh, his bias in refereeing last week. Uh, this week, uh, I'm willing to forgive John Cohn for not being more forceful in getting Drew McIntyre out of the main event, but still... I got my eye on you, John Cone, and this is the thing: if you if you have the appearance of impropriety and you're officiating, Sean, then what do you have? You have anarchy, and nobody wants that. That's what I'm going to say. Never bury your refs. Follow me at Sean Ross Sap. Please go over and click that little follow button. We are at Fightful Online. Alex is at Palowski the Fourth. Thank you guys so much. I'm on vacation starting Thursday, but you won't be able to notice it if you just go to Fightful.com. I have tons of articles. I'm talking like I've got dozens of stuff scheduled to post. Exclusives, Fightful Wrestling Weekly, all that good stuff. We're out. OMG.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.